a couple more things here. Nia Jax has been released. Wow. Keith Lee has been released. But who? Keith Lee's been released. Holy shit. Keith Lee. No way. Uh, Harry, Harry Smith has been released, and they just signed him and never used him. And Mia Yim has been released. That's making that make sense. Wow. Wow, wow, yeah. wow, wow. wow. gentlemen we welcome you once again in our full recorded glory to the greatest wrestling podcast in all of the world this is give me the book my name is mike alloy with me as always my trusted co-host yes the el guapo of professional wrestling commentary and stand-up comedy satoyo here once again guys thank you so much for listening to give me the book as mike said the best wrestling podcast on all of the streaming platforms. How do I know this, you say? Because it's Mike and me. It doesn't get any better. You cannot convince me of otherwise, and you wouldn't because you agree. Thank you. It's the only one that has both of us on it, which makes it the best. I We were ready to give you guys an amazing podcast. We still are, but we just got some really breaking news. Literally, uh, right as we uh, started recording, we had the whole setup. Get the Zoom pulled up. Uh, Satoyo has texted me some sad news courtesy of WWE. As it turns out, it is once again uh, time for the releases. Something that is happening with far too often this year. Um, it's, we do not know, I don't have the number in front of me. I literally just got the names that Satoyo sent me. Um, I think you were scrolling through to try to find out the latest information. Uh, yes, and I, and I do. I'm sorry. I do have two other releases mm-hmm. that we can add to the list. Grand Metalik and Lince Dorado have also. Oh, okay. Released. Lucha House Party is now. Yeah, yes, they're all gone. Released. Um, yeah, for the most part, unfortunately, the most releases, um, the, yeah, none of them I don't think are uh, as, as impactful, quote unquote, for the, the TV as, um, as uh, Alistair Black and Braun Strowman were. A lot of these guys are, I mean, they're all. Uh, good talents we've all i think i'm familiar with most of them i of all the names you've sent me the two i can uh, rarely place are jesse kamea and uh zayda ramia uh but uh just looking down the list obviously amber moon is a former nxt champion has been doing good work at nxt she's um had a match recently i'm trying to remember against who i believe was maybe that was actually frankie monet who was also released mm-hmm. um but yeah uh, obviously like i said ember moon has been there for a while a great work i think she will feel like uh, great w will so sorry so, contract is gone so sorry just to update you again carrion cross has also been released holy shit oh, okay well well then <laughs> yeah well yeah. then uh <laughs> Fuck what I just said. Uh, yeah, <laughs> guys, reacting in real time. This, this is why I'm saying we are the best wrestling podcast. Uh, we're not trying to steal your money. Uh, so, but no, but like, yeah, this is. I'm. I'm gonna. If you don't mind, Mike, I'm just gonna go. No, please, please games. go, go. Um. So basically, today, as is happening in real time, Ember Moon, Scarlet, uh, and Frankie Monet have been released, as well as 
Ajit Rama, Katrina Cortez, Trey Baxter, Zayda Ramir, uh, Jesse Kamea, B-Fab from Hit Row, uh, and Oni Lorcan. Um, Which I think as of now, during the course of this podcast, with the way things are going, there are going to be more releases than what it feels like. I think that uh, what you're seeing here in terms of the people that were released from NXT – I think it's I I think it's a shame, but uh, to be perfectly frank with you, once they switched over to NXT 2.0, I was like, well, I don't really see anything for Frankie Monet or Taya Valkyrie to do. Um, she's also a little older, which you know they get very weird about that type of stuff. Um, as, you know, uh, Oni Lorcan, I didn't think he was going to fit into NXT 2.0. They didn't think so either. Makes me very concerned for Danny Birch, uh, Ember Moon. I mean, Ember, you know, is bless her heart. She, you know, ruptured her Achilles and came back from that and was still performing at this level. I don't think they really felt that she was going to fit in. They turned Shotzi heel on SmackDown, kind of left her in a lurch. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, it, you it know. It really seems like, man, it's, it's if you were not into that NXT 2.0 mold and you're yeah. really not one of the guys who like the, I don't know, the, the, the gatekeepers of, of NXT, if you will, you're Johnny Gargano's, you're Champa's. Um, and if they don't have anything for you on the main roster, it just seems like you were let go. Um, very, I mean, Karrion Cross. I mean, I, the experiment wasn't working, but Jesus Christ, that's awfully quick to give up on a guy. I'm assuming it was. It had to be some sort of a fight, right, or something along the lines. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. Not only was the experiment not working, they weren't giving it the tools that it needed to work. <laughs> so it's like, so it's it's very easy. For them, maybe we find out later, maybe ask for his release. Maybe there were some internal discussions about that. But yeah, it's one of those situations. It's an interesting thing to give up on something when you've done everything that you could do to make it as, as uh, unsuccessful as possible, especially when we had seen uh, Carrying Cross be done well. Um, so it's kind of, it's, it's, it's a revisionist history. It's, it's sort of what it feels like. Uh, they're like, okay, well, we just don't see anything in the guy. It's like, yeah, why would you? Look at how you've, how you've used them and in the presentation which especially within wwe presentation is actually more important than most everything again the best presentation about triple everything. h yeah Make presentation no, yeah, is everything absolutely. again triple h's best quality is his entrance so it's like that that gives you a sense of of, of how uh, of how they do things so uh yeah man uh uh they're gonna be more there might be more names i mean listen you could you could just as easily say LA Knight may not be safe. LA Knight's very talented. He's also 39. You know what I'm saying? Like, and the moment they switched over to 2.0, I'm like, yeah, he ain't gonna fit in with this. This guy's like a talented dude who's who's a who's like who can do anything you need, but especially with 2.0, they seem to be very, very youth obsessed. So you youth, know, youth where does that and size it? legitimacy? Yep, those seem yep. to be the three things. So if you don't have that in your background, then you are gone. Uh, but again, man, it's it's for the most part. It's not a, you know, one, I don't want to keep being at that horse because we've reacted to other releases, but some of these just reek of short-sightedness that, 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 that's really frustrating. And one of them, I got to say, the, the only one that, I mean, I love Oni. You know me. I'm a huge Oni Lorcan Mark. I, I thought he was just quietly, you know, having like some of the really great matches uh, down in NXT. I mean, you can watch best of Oni Lorcan matches. I think we'll uh, have to put something together eventually, but um he just worked good with everybody. Hell, I think Karrion Cross's first really, really good match at NXT was against Tony Lorcan, if memory serves me right. Tony uh, Lorcan against um, Rich Holland. Just again, this is all top of my head. Just, you know, he gave a lot of those big guys kind of their first 
great match. Um, every time they gave him time, a lot of time to let him shine. I thought he delivered. Um, it's gonna be a great hand somewhere. Um, yeah. I was actually surprised. That he, and then Jim upset they never really pushed him aside from um putting him on the stable with um with uh with Pat McAfee and um and Rich Holland and uh and uh, Danny Burch and uh, the Bruce Wade Pete Dunn, which was you know kind of like yeah. the, the the most uh spot he's got. And by the way, he was great in that match. He was great in the World Games match as well. He's just good at everything he does. Great uh, web presence. Follow him on Twitter and. Uh, I'm going to personally be very invested in where he goes. But um, as I was saying, yeah. the only one that really reeks up short fitness to me is BFAB. I don't understand why you cut her now. I don't yeah, know what yeah. her contract was like. I, I can't know. imagine it costs too much. I also can't imagine she complained too much being pretty new to the industry. Um, I know she had a rough match uh, against Katrina Cortez, if I'm not mistaken, um, a few weeks ago. But that was they're both green, and you kind of sign both of them knowing that. Um, so I don't understand why you lose. I mean, she could have been the manager. Like I said, I think you have a, something really good with Hero. I don't know why you fuck it up. Uh, and even make something changes, you know, three weeks after they debut, however it's been. Now, to be fair, I, we said the same thing against Diamond Mine when they cut, I believe, Tara Rust right after Diamond Mine debuted. And so far, Diamond Mine is actually looking really good down in NXT. So maybe I, I'm not going to, you know, say, oh, this is proof that this is the end of a Hero. They're not going to work out. No, but it is proof that again you have business and creative not talking to one another when yeah it's creative. Yeah, sorry, couple couple more things here. Nia Jax has been released. Wow, Keith Lee has been released. But who? Keith Lee's been released. Holy shit! Keith Lee. No way. Uh, Harry Harry Smith has been released, and they just signed him and never used him. And Mia Yim has been released. That's makes that makes sense. Wow, 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 yeah. wow, wow. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, uh, you, I mean, get bloody Thursday, goodness gracious. Uh, and some of these are very, very interesting. I mean, again, I agree with you entirely about, um, about BFAB again, she can be a manager and grow in that role. Not everyone has to wrestle actually. Like, and especially if you want them to wrestle, you can do it a couple of years down the line. I don't think it helps out hit row to lose her because she was an integral part of that group and added a legitimacy to the presentation that they were giving out. Um, now there's like three black fellas. It's like, what do you want? The, the brand new New Day? It's not really, that's not how you do that. Uh, as far as Keith Lee, not surprising. Um, they, 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 I, I, again, he's another one that uh, his call up for the most part was done pretty wrong. I mean, they gave him some momentum initially with the Randy Orton thing. And then he just was eating RKOs for the next three weeks. And he had a great match against Drew for the title. And, and then the nothing else. they made the most yeah. worst draw of the year. Right. Just, you know. So, so yeah. And, and again, that, and that's about it. That's as good as it got. Uh, he got COVID. They kind of bungled the return of uh, the Bearcat thing with no explanation, really like just always oh, Bearcat Lee now. And so, uh, you know, the writing was kind of on the wall. Uh, I didn't think it, it was, man, because they, they, they repackaged him as Bearcat, as you said. Okay, so, you know, he had to take time off. Okay, we have nothing for you creatively. That happens all the time. We know this, right? Take You get injured, you have to have time off. He obviously didn't get injured. He had the COVID and then the complications from it. Um, But then it, it, they were clearly investing them, right? Like I said, they went through repackaging. If you, you know, if you were a wrestling nerd like me, uh, and you you look at uh, cards up and down, you know he was wrestling dark matches and winning and going over in those dark matches. Um, so it certainly was looking like they were ready to, uh, you know, give it another go. I guess maybe they didn't get the reaction they, they wanted during those dark matches. But I'm, I, this is pure speculation now. Uh, it is interesting. Yeah. And I do think, and I wonder if there's something to it that, in fact, they released not one, but two couples. 
Of course, right. Kevin Cross and Scarlett being released together. And I think that might be directly related because I'm sure Kevin Cross was telling them, Pack, bring her up and let, yeah. you know, let me do my thing. I'm at my best when she's my manager. We are a, a package mm-hmm. item. Look how well it worked at NXT. I don't know why you're not doing it here. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I don't think Keith Lee was having the same conversation about me and him. They've been pretty separate their entire careers as far as on yeah. screen couple. But it is an interesting uh, side story. And then Nia Jax, that's a big one. I mean, say what well, you feel uh, about her. Uh, they put a lot, they give her a lot of TV time and put a lot of resources into establishing her. So that's, that's yeah, she's, a, she's, she's, a, she's a former women's champion, but I think it's important to note a couple things. Um, when she, uh, uh, and I'll be honest, I, I think for me personally, one, you know, she has the history of hurting people. Think about, think about how they must have viewed her to fire the Rock's cousin. That I mean, let me just start by saying that, like, that's kind of big. So she has a history of being an unsafe talent. Um, and uh, so that doesn't help anything. But she was the Rock's cousin, so we kind of all assumed that she was bulletproof. I do think the writing on the wall for her was the Charlotte match, which yeah, I love. And, and, and apparently a lot of people backstage were on Nia Jax's side in this situation, but also with Charlotte Flair and, you know, um, that whole division kind of like revolves around her for some weird reason. So I, I can't imagine that could have left a good taste in Charlotte's mouth. Then uh, then uh, Shayna Baszler kills her, uh, you know, on TV, basically like breaks her a whole arm and everything, which I thought was cool and, you know, could lead to something interesting. But I mean, in that way, it's kind of a, now you're going to now you're releasing her. Well, sure. I mean, Shayna just killed her. So, I mean, I guess you might as well. Um, but again, that one is actually the most shocking to me because it's the Rock's cousin and she could do a lot of bad and, and wouldn't nothing happen. Harry Smith, not surprising at all. If anything, kind of like a weird slap in the face. They brought him back and it was very, very weird the way in which they brought him back because they had him uh, do an interview uh, for WWE.com and for YouTube about him being back because he had worked a dark match and then they just never used him. Uh, Harry Smith, of course, is the son of the late uh, great British Bulldog, Davy Boy Smith. So it, it's a little bit of a shame to me in that regard, because Harry Smith is really good. And, uh, you, you know, I'm sorry. I, like, I remember him coming up. I was like, ooh, I would when he when they re-signed him, I was like, ooh, I'd like to see him in Cesaro or him in Balter, like anyone, like any of those things. Harry's really good. But again, they've they've they they haven't really uh, they haven't really given uh, him a fair shake multiple times he's been there before so you know they they saw fit to release him again um this is all very interesting Mia Yim not that uh surprising Eva Marie has also been released just found this out uh which you know that also makes sense um I guess um she's been around for a while <laughs> they signed like have these these, these uh talents were signed, signed like this year yeah they were just yeah. wow I mean, I think honestly, yeah, I think they literally. You know how like, all right, this is, and and I, I don't mean, I, I hope I don't think it will come off this way, but on the off chance it will. This is not to make fun of the talents being lost. This is just a metaphor to paint WWE as uh, as things that they are. If you play fantasy football, you, you there's a dirty movie you can do where you can pick somebody up, mm-hmm. like a flex player, and then drop him right before uh, Sunday so that nobody can pick him up so that that player goes unused. It almost feels like they signed some of these guys just to slap them with a 90-day not compete and then release them back into the wild. Like, it's it's oh, crazy. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, totally. I mean, let's not let's not forget that it's CM Punk's, uh, on his, in his documentary that WWE put out, Best in the World, even alluded to that. It's like, yeah, like, I, I was an indie guy with some buzz, so they signed me because that's what they were doing. 
Sometimes right. they would just sign guys to just have them. And they're like, we're not going to do anything with him. And then we're going to release him in two years. You know, like, so, so there is, they do have, they do have a store. They, there is a historical precedent for this because now what they wind up doing, you sign a bunch of people so that you can just say you have them. And then like you say, release them, put that 90 day compete, no compete clause on them. And then you release a gang of them back into the wilderness and no other company can snatch up all of them. No, you know what I'm saying? Like, it just can't be, especially with Ring of Honor, in effect, kind of, you know, so far as we know, being done. Right. So this is I mean, from if we're if this was a Machiavellian strategy, I'd be like, oh, yeah, this is excellent. I mean, it's a horrible thing to do. But I, I guess that convoy want want the records to look mighty clean. He's like, hey, man, we gonna, we gonna make sure it's we look- weird, too. This today was the earnings day, which, I, again, I, this is. All these moves, as we've talked about, they're not creative-based, right? They're clearly uh, dictated by the business. And WWE has exceeded earnings. Now, they're, again, I'm not, again, not an investment report. I, you know, I, I, I looked through it. I don't, I didn't go through their 10K with great detail. They did report uh, earnings that beat the analysts, but then somehow their stock fell a little bit. Uh, so maybe that's related. Um, again, all very strange. This is all very, very, very strange. I don't, the one person, I mean, it really sticks out to me as we talked about, besides just like the timing and you really didn't give this guy a chance, is Kip Lee. I mean, I do not know how you not see that guy as a, as a future superstar. I mean, just so clearly a, a star. And again, and, and, and what WWE does so much, and I've been thinking about this, and we're going to have a, uh, this is going to be a topic I was going to bring up today, uh, but maybe not because I, I figured it would be a slow show. Uh, is how WWE has these talents and has these potentially great matchups and they just refuse to give them to us. I don't understand why, you know, you have uh, Dejakovic as T-Bar, who's now at least starting to look competent on, on main roster. You have Keith Lee that both on Raw. If you, you have three hours to fill, give him 20 minutes. Like, that's a guaranteed bar burner. You can run it. Look how many times they've done Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens. They, yeah, if, yeah, again, yeah. you can know it's something like, hey, we have nothing to do today. Give him 20 minutes. Boom, we guaranteed an awesome match. And as mean you talk to the text, a great match is a great segment. Mm-hmm. So you had that with, with T-Bar and with Keith Lee. And I don't know why you just refused to pull that trigger. Like, it worked for you down in NXT. You ran the match. Again, yeah. this was a huge thing on the indies. You worked in NXT. It, you know, brought in, they gave you a pop. It's like, oh, it established both guys. It's like, oh, shit, these guys are incredible. For the first time, we, we got to see it on live TV. Actually, or on the network. Now you can you have the opportunity to put on on TV in front of you know two million people or so, and that's how you bring more people in. So I don't know why you just don't do when it's something so simple and obvious. Well, well, yeah, I think I think the thing that we have to understand is that by their own admission and how they view themselves, they're not in the pro wrestling business; they're in the sports entertainment business. So while what what you say there makes perfect sense and is the right thing to do, no, we need a long promo that's kind of long winded. We need to you know we need to have this segment of talk that really isn't that necessary. And I'll be honest, in some cases, doesn't elevate anyone. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it doesn't really elevate anyone, doesn't elevate a storyline. It, it, it's just to sit there and be like, no, we're doing sports entertainment. This is TV, is, is what we're engaging in. I, and here's why I do think that uh, the Bearcat presentation was not working and was not going to work. Unfortunately, for a company that is so obsessed with presentation, they get the little things that are actually very, very big. When you put it together, they get the little things wrong a lot. They had gold with Keith Lee. They had gold with him that you could build and you could cultivate. 
you, we cannot be dishonest about where we are. We cannot act like we live in some fictional universe where what is happening outside ain't happening outside, especially when they are run. They constantly run promotion for getting the vaccine or staying safe for masking up all this other stuff. Keith Lee getting COVID and overcoming that is a story that you can write it right as, as opposed to wasting time with useless promo show a vignette of this and talk about his story and his journey. Like literally 90 seconds to, or two minutes of this journey, like for a month, just built that I'm coming. This is what I've been through da, 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 and Bearcat Keith Lee. Cause I'm, this is where I'm from. This is where I went to. And I've gotten through all of this. And I got through this based on my experiences coming up where I did coming up, how I did. And I'm going to honor the place that I come from. And when you see me again, you're going to see a different Keith Lee. You're going to see Bearcat Keith Lee. That is a proper presentation. So by the time that we get to see this individual, we have a greater understanding of him as opposed to what they did do, which is sh shove him out there and say, you're Bearcat Lee now. Again, for a company that is so incredibly obsessed with presentation, they get the simplest stuff wrong to the point that they're not even paying attention to it. <laughs> they're so obsessed with details that they don't seem to see the ones that actually, in many respects, matter the most um, that you see other companies actually get right because you have to create an investment, like give your give your audience the opportunity <clears throat> to get invested into these characters, especially since you want to market the children so much. Well, that's a big part of how you do it. You know, uh, you can't just shove something out there. You have to give a bit of an explanation for it. And sometimes that requires uh, talking that actually helps and elevates people. Now, it has been reported that these cuts were strictly of a budgetary uh, uh, nature, of a budget nature. Uh, apparently, this was an email from John Laurinaitis, and he said, hey, it's a budget issue. Well. Yeah, I, again, I just don't – you can call it professional wrestling, you can call it sports entertainment. I mean, I don't understand. And, and again, in NXT, right, it's, it's the same people who produce NXT. So how do you get it so right with Keith Lee in NXT, right? I mean, he was like the guy – okay, he's going to be responsible for all the gifts. He's going to be our guy who goes viral every week because he can do amazing things because he's a big guy who moves incredibly well. And he's got the he's got the facial features for you know perfected in like reaction videos. He can be stoic when you need to be. He can be hilarious when you need to be. This guy is perfect for this. So even just that, I mean, if if, if you want to use him nothing more than to be a, a guy who goes viral, do that. It's not the most. That's not how I would have booked him. It's not nearly as good as you are booking. By the way, when I video podcast, that's the third was talking. I was pretty much nodding my head so much my back almost broke. But he's like the arms on the point. But even something like that, even something where okay, you you don't have to go that deep. You don't you don't see him as a main event star. I don't see how you look at somebody like that who not even from professional wrestling, from sports entertainment perspective, and go, oh, this guy is not useful to us, and he has to stop with budget cuts. I mean, that just it's 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 incredible to me. And yeah, this guy, uh, whoever snatches him up, I mean, he's he's going to be a fucking gold mine. I don't care how much people there are you know how many our age guys are going to get signed again and there, there's nobody i mean we talked about i, I love johnson grisham i think we we might have talked yeah. about on our last podcast i think he's incredible uh we've talked about rush bandito we've talked I, i'm a huge again huge on you lower mark man put you all grab, you grab the roster keith lee will outshine all those guys this guy is mm -hmm. has made him a potential just clearly written all over him Mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you grab Keith Lee. And, uh, you know, I, I think it's I think it's just one of those things, man, where we just have to be understanding uh, and be aware of the fact that, you know, this company is is prone to do these things. And also 
people like, you know, how can they get it right on NXT and not get it right on, on the quote unquote main roster? I mean, to me, it's quite simple because because NXT is not Vince's baby. You know what I'm saying? Like once it might be now, but once you get to the main roster, then it's kind of his baby. He's more invested. He cares a bit more, um, you know, historically. So again, that's why when he sees them, then they come up. He's like, I don't understand this. But it's it's not because so it's, simple, bro. Like, yeah, it's, it's, it's not. It's one thing like, sorry to interrupt. It's one thing to like, all right, I get some of you like historically like Bailey, right? Like took her forever to find her footing on the main roster. I get why that gimmick doesn't work. Why, hey, I'm one of the fans and look at me and give me a hug. I get why that works down in NXT doesn't translate as well to the main roster. Completely understand that. And also, they also didn't get it. They get retired too fast when she's supposed to be the underdog, etc. Keith Lee, you understand. Hey, this, he's a big guy. He does awesome shit. He goes viral. It's not complicated, bro. Like, I don't... Well, it, it, it isn't, but it's like, it's not complicated at all. One plus one equals two. Um, you know, but again, uh, you know, Vince will see an idea and he, he won't understand it because it wasn't his. I mean, there's I'm unfortunate again, this is not this is not speculation. What I'm saying, this is a historic trend with the man. I mean, so much so that like literally Chris Jericho has a story about how he got he's like, AJ's like, AJ, look, don't do don't do the styles clash yet. <laughs> do something else. Call it this. And then I'll and then again, he's like, and then when you do it, do it in a match and I'll call out to Ben. Hey, isn't that really cool? What he did there? That's a cool thing. You should. What do you think if he just did that? Like called that like Lindy, like because everything is like a class. It's phenomenal. What if it's like a Styles climb? He's like, yeah, <laughs> like you know. I mean, uh, it, that's just kind of how the guy is. So it ain't his idea. It ain't his thing. It, it, he has to. He has to tinker with it. Uh, he has to tinker with it. And sometimes to its detriment because you know, it, unless he's fully set on you, his opinion on things could change on a whim, and that's just. How that's gone historically. Man, well, uh, Bearcat Keith Lee, goddammit. No explanation. Bearcat. Throw him out there. He's a Bearcat. Again, you have to explain things because you have to get people invested into the thing that you're giving. Again, going out there 20 minutes and rambling about whatever, whatever, whatever. Going out there and doing a promo between two main event talents. Don't really, I mean, they're fine. They're fine. Use time to establish people another way. But again, to your point, hey, man, you grab Keith Lee. And 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 just let that man work. You know what I'm saying? Let that man okay. work uh, to all of these guys. I mean, I hope, you know, because, again, with Ring of Honor being out, we are still in a pandemic. So I hope all these individuals, of course, are able to to thrive and to find, uh, you know, it's never good to lose your gig. So um, I hope they're able to get back on their feet because this is uh, that's a lot. <laughs> that's a lot. It, it, it is, man. And it's good. Again, there's just. So much talent out there. I mean, all you know, that's the unfortunate reality, right? Is that some of these guys just and not not everybody can get signed. It's just not that many places now. Um yeah. for all the people who are out there. But so we obviously wish everybody, you know, luck and hopefully everybody will land on their feet and um uh, hopefully we'll see all of them down the road uh and you know getting paid to wrestle. Um the show was gonna start off uh talking about how good Monday Night Raw was this week. That was gonna be my lead. This was one of the better Raws of the year. Um WWE, of course, refuses to uh, sustain any positive momentum. Um, but it was, you know, notwithstanding, uh, the Raw was really good. I thought we had, I uh, watched Raw as, uh, you know, truncated on Hulu the day after. Um, anytime I watch it, the entire Hulu without fast forwarding and then seek out more content on YouTube, 
uh, because they don't show everything, you know it was a good Raw. Um, and this was the case. I watched through all of it. I thought it was really good. Lots of good matches, lots of storylines being advanced, um, lots of character development. I love the, again, Seth Rollins is just so incredibly good and valuable to the brand, what he's doing now to advance uh, both uh, him and Big E. I'm, I you know, do not know when the date for that is, but I'm excited to see what happens. And now the fact that they're bringing in Kevin Owens, has a potential to be very convoluted. So if I hasn't been, that made Kevin Owens' character seem interesting. We get to see whether or not he will change. Is he finally going to go back to the heel ways? Because that's where his success has been. Is he going to be, be you know, uh, fight almost fighting coming up short? Uh, is he okay with that? So uh, that's an interesting storyline. Damian Priest development as, a, you know, the the bipolar kind of a guy with the dark side. I, I really love that. And again, T-Bar actually being used for a great worker that he is. I thought they had a really, really fun DQ match. Um, but, of course, the, the show started off with what I thought was an excellent uh, match between Becky Lynch and Bianca Belair for Raw Women's Championship. I know you're not pleased with the outcome. We can get into uh, it, it. We can talk about it a, a little bit further. But I just want to say I thought the match was really good. I thought they actually told a really good story um, about, again, the easiest story to tell. Bianca Belair is really strong. Uh, keeps frustrating Becky Lynch with her strength. Keeps you know being one step ahead of her. Um, Becky Lynch has had enough of it. She's a resourceful heel, a la, uh, you know uh, Ric Flair, and uh, you know found a way to cheat and win. Uh, again, it's, it's it's an old story. It's been done excellently many times, a la Ric Flair, uh, in the past. But I thought this measured up to not I wouldn't say Ric Flair's best matches, but certainly uh, a good. Oh, Rick Flair match. I thought this was an excellent, excellent way to start Monday Night Raw. Yeah, one of for for both of them, one of their better matches. It was a great match. I think uh, I don't really have an issue with the outcome. Actually, I have I have an issue with the outcome of the entire angle mm-hmm. because, and this is what I've said before, uh, uh, Bianca was not over with that audience. She just wasn't. You know, what I'm saying like she didn't get the pop when her music was announced. Um, Becky did. Uh, the crowd was solidly behind Becky, even though they were impressed with things. Bianca, they were solidly behind Becky. And when Becky cheated to win, that crowd popped. Now, I say all this to say you did it wrong. That's the point. You did it wrong. I'm not saying I'm not I'm not even saying she should have won the feud. I'm not saying that. But I am saying how you start and then how you fill in the dots. You have to consistently screw this person competently at every single as every single instance and give them the opportunity to get strong like let them know i am fucking this person i am fucking i can't beat them any other way i cannot do that and then there are some things you don't do they didn't need to do them 20 minute promos man they just didn't need to do them i don't think that helped bianca a lot i just don't the last the promo that they did last week even though bianca can talk she can but the audience was not with her because the way in which she talks, she's very reserved. She's very relaxed. This is not to say they hated her. This is not to say they disliked her. But it, it wasn't getting that super over mega. I'm like, oh, no, you screwed the pooch on this. She didn't need to be out there talking all that long. You need to uh, maximize the minutes. Don't just give them a gang of minutes. You know what I'm saying? So I feel that um, her, her stock fell a bit. Now, this is not to say that she cannot recover, right? She's very talented. She will be fine. But this was not the big money feud for her that that some had said it would be. It was not that. It was a feud where she was with a top talent where she looked competent and everything. I don't think she came out stronger for it. 
I think it's like, yeah, you got, you got dinged. You got dinged a bit. You know what I'm saying? You lost a bit of your luster. And you won an ESPY this year. Yeah, you had a you main event at WrestleMania. And then and then you then you lose clean. You lose clean to Becky Lynch. So Becky Lynch beating her isn't the issue for me. I know she can beat her. She beat her in 26 seconds. <laughs> that's how you start. That's how you started the story. And you said root for this person. Why listen, why would I root for someone who loses in 26 seconds? Clean. <laughs> clean. So I, I don't. I just think they told the story wrong and it was evidenced by the reaction that the audience, because again, especially with WWE, one audience then conditions and trains the other audience as how they should feel about this person. And that, that I mean, in terms of how over they were, woo, they were leagues apart and that shouldn't have happened. Not denying that. I mean, again, when I was in uh, in, in uh, New York, when I, the last time I saw a WWE show live, I can tell you that Bianca was more over than, uh, than Becky in uh, the Madison Square Garden show. By the, especially by the end of the, the promo, the contract signing. Um, I think it depends on the audience. I think, you know, change the life. I'm not going to deny. In Providence, Becky was more over than Bianca. It was pretty clear. Now, Bianca also, there were a chance of Becky and uh, EST in the crowd. Um, at one point before they went to commercial, you could hear people the ringside going, yeah, let's go Bianca. Like, they were also cheering for her. I'm just saying, like, it's not like, this isn't the case of like Roman Reigns push or you know where the baby faces boot and the and the yeah the I, I'm not like, no, I'm, I'm not denying that I'm just saying as the weeks went along sure. it, it was not like the audience was like more oh, okay that, that, rooting that for mean you more. do not disagree as much as we thought we were um, right I, I do think ultimately again this is we're now splitting Harris I think ultimately the feud helped her I think only because it gave her a, she got the main event uh, TV time she's got the main event matches she's got to have like long 20 minute matches in the in the, the best TV spots where she either began the show she ended the show or she was the top of the hour something she never really got before so I think from experience perspective and from the way she's been presented we've talked about presentation. She has been presented as a main event star, or at least person who belongs there. Now, yeah. do I agree with all? Do I think they had way too many of her matches, especially wins and come by DQ? Absolutely. Do I yeah. think they should screw her harder on SummerSlam, as we talked about? 100%. Uh, do I think should she won? Hell, again, and you could have made the whole thing more exciting. Have her beat Charlotte before she leaves Raw for the world title and have her drop it to Becky to do, you know, this Monday Night Raw. Title changes are exciting. You don't want to play a hot potato with it. But once in a while, you can do something to pop the crowd. Hell, one of the best Raw episodes before this Raw was when uh, Miz was your champion, right? And the, mm-hmm. the, 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 the week and then uh, the build-up to Bobby Lashley beating him. So again, you could have done something in more a little bit more interesting and kept her looking a little bit stronger. And I think that's why if you you know if you are right, and we'll see, I think we'll see it as it goes along. We'll see how they portray her and we'll see how the crowds react to uh, Bianca going forward. But if you are right and the audience is like not, you know, kind of not as behind her as they were a few weeks ago, it is because of that. It is because you have not kept her looking strong as you should. Yeah, you, you have to again, you have to invest properly. And, and again, they, they show that she's in the main event scene. But all you're telling me is the only main event player that she can beat is another black girl. She can't beat Charlotte. She can't beat Becky. So you're just telling me she just she can only beat one of the three top women and and becky is well, barely she beat, no she uh, but, but yeah but they didn't get she beat bailey but they didn't get to run that back we don't know how that no, would have no, worked she, out she twice i believe I yeah yeah so okay 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 you're correct so she can beat two of the four but she can't beat the actual top two that's right so you're just so you're actually saying nah she's with she with them which i don't think is the right thing to do um, and they didn't screw her at SummerSlam. She just lost, like as they like. So you, you again, baby faces are most effective when you have sympathy for them. 
That's the point. Hard to have sympathy for a person who just got hit in the face clean and lost. It joins us. You know, it was it was it was stupid. It was lazy. And they and they oh, it's for shock value. Nah, you you the writing was on the wall again. She'll be fine, but she is not more over than she was. I, I just that because especially being with that <laughs> being the blow off of their feud for this time period, that audience told you the truth and they were not an anomaly. That, that was the build up of how they've told this entire story. Now, I do want to switch very quickly to the Damien Priest thing. The Damien Priest thing is very, very interesting because, again, it coincides with what I said earlier. Listen, I'm all for the Dr. Jekyll and Mr. Hyde thing. That's really cool. But it, well, you know what ain't cool? When you just spring it on people and don't explain the shit. I remember tuning in to the season premiere of Monday Night Raw, and all of a sudden I hear this music. I'm like, who the fuck music is this? And all of a sudden it's Damien Priest coming out, and he's cooling and he's jazzy and yeah and like and uh, pe- the, the audience initially did not know who was and they saw his priest oh okay again this is where you have to vignettes vignette this company used to love doing vignettes all of a sudden they can't do a vignette if you're building up the season premiere oh it's the season premiere okay reestablish your characters especially when you're about to change them don't just send them out there and be like, yeah, there it is. You'll figure it out. Like <laughs> that's what you'll figure it out. No, nah, but like, yo, I got a light side and a dark side. You want to meet, yay, you you don't like the priest. You don't want to meet Damien. Done. <laughs> Done. Done. It's so simple. It's and again, here's the thing. I understand there are going to be some people that say, well, it's so simple. Why couldn't, why wouldn't you do it? I could. Like, I'm I, I just, I, I'm a comic. Guys, the, the podcast is literally called Give Me the Book. Give us yeah, the book. Yeah, we can do this. Yeah, yeah, you you hear do- us? <laughs> Yeah, you're not, right. not hear this. You're right. So, so yeah, I, I think that was um, that that was very very interesting. The choice that, they, and again, they tried to sort of you know explain it a bit better. It's like, man, don't explain that shit on the website. Don't explain it on YouTube. Do it during your programming, and then post it on on the website and on the YouTube. But oh, one thousand percent. And this you is got the three, criticism like you I have of and this is not WWE exclusive. Just so yeah. you know, again, because people be like, well, we say about this, but not about no. I don't want to. I don't want to turn to your YouTube channel. I don't want to go into your fucking uh, website. I do not want to watch your dark matches. I don't mm-hmm. want to watch the BTE. To no, you have the hours allocated to you. Yeah. For all of the companies, this is where you tell me the story. I don't have to yeah. do extra work to, yeah. unless I choose to, right? right? To do to 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 explain fucking Westworld, and they only right. have one hour a week to tell yeah. a much more complex story than what you were telling me, sir. So, yeah, and guess what? And they like, maximize that one hour. They exactly. Maximize that. And, you, and to your point, you got three hours of TV. You mean it's three? Actually, you have again, across all WWE, you have like nine hours or mm-hmm. seven hours at least. Yeah. Actually, nine hours of total programming that can be seen on a streaming platform, right? I'm not even including main event, which no one watches, right? Like, it's like, yo, you have the time <laughs> to fill in these things. It just comes off as lazy. It just comes off as lazy, and it's one thing to be lazy, uh, but also you're, you're being you're being lazy to the detriment of the talent being able to, I think, get over in a more effective manner. And for and I know you can do it because you'll spend God only knows how much time on your favorites and giving them all the time that they need for explanations and all these stories that you want to sit there and tell us that are compelling. When in reality, they're just compelling for y'all. They're just compelling with respects to what you are showcasing and you're capable of showcasing. One of these days, I you'll go. Yeah, I have faith in you. I wasn't going to even bring up Roman Reigns because he wasn't on TV this week. One of these yeah. days, well, you'll go without you telling a shot on him. 
No, it's true. I mean, it's the most. It's, it's, <laughs> I, think, it's, I think his story's been pretty compelling. I'm not gonna lie. It's compelling for Roman Reigns, but if you think that's actually compelling professional wrestling at this point, after 400 days in, I, hey man, I you know I I got listen. Not, I got. I agree with you. I'm not. A, I still think it's a good thing. It's a it's a hot it's, thing. But it's not. It's it, the best it, thing. It has, they've ever, it has uh, gone past its peak, which doesn't mean they can't peak again. You just got. No, it can't peak. Yeah. I'm yeah, not saying yeah, that. I'm just saying, yeah. I agree with that. It, it ain't the best thing. It's just the best they've done with him. It's not the best writing. It's just the best writing that they've done with him on that show. Mm-hmm. That's about it. And even then, it's like, all right, like you know, what I'm saying, like, so, like, so again, it's one of these things. But to to that point, but I know y'all can spend the time focusing in on the details. I see you do it all the time. I see you do it exclusively with certain characters. Right, I see you I do mean, it with one most The thing they do with Kevin yeah. Owens, Big E, and Seth Rollins is good shit. This is a good thing. Well, and yes, they yeah. actually have established Kevin Owens as an intriguing yes. character, as a guy who hey came in, stabbed whoever I, I needed to stab in the back. I was a prize fighter. Boom! I just need to do whatever I can do to reach the top, to win championships, to put as much money as I can on my family's table. Recently, Twitch became hey, I'm 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 not the same guy. I want to you know fight Owens fight. I want to be the face of perseverance. Hasn't succeeded doing that. Now on the new show, back you know after not succeeding, you know for the couple last couple of years, I'll, am I going to do what I have to do, or am I going to keep being a good guy? And there's Seth Rollins, who again we know his character. He's the visionary. He's the architect. It's consistent with who he has been, but also has evolved. He's now trying to find a new guy to do his door for him and to weaken the champion Big E before he meets him. I think it's a great story. They don't need that much time to even tell that story. In two weeks, I'm very invested in all three characters. Yeah, we'll see what happens with respects to that. Now, we I can sit here and be like, well, you know, what's happening right now is kind of the sins of Kevin Owens have caught up to him, right? Now, I can say that. Now, I can give you all this exposition to explain it from why, well, historically, this is really, really good booking that one. No, it's just a, a career heel that, you know, eventually had to turn babyface and had a lot of success until he didn't. And then you can always say that with any heel character. Now, they're using Kevin Owens properly because we don't know where Kevin Owens is going to be in three months, quite frankly. His contract is up. So uh, it's either, A, he's going to resign and, and then they'll you know continue to use him. Or in these three months, he's going to be jobbing to the guys they need him to job to. And he'll be jobbing on top on his way out. Which that's I, by the way, yeah. totally fine. No, to- if, totally if you report, that's yeah. how you use talent yeah. you're about to release. I'm okay with yeah. that. No, no, no. I'm totally okay with that. Mm-hmm. So, uh, um, but I will see how it will see how it plays out. You know what I'm saying? Like to me, that's just how I look at it. Seth and Biggie, cool. That's good. You bring in Kevin Owens. That's also an interesting thing that you can put in there. I, I, I'll see how it works. Right now, it looks pretty good. You know, but it's like okay. Well, I'll just, I'll, I'll, I'll see because at this point, thankfully, he is is over with the audience. So that that's cool. Um, I hope that continues. Uh, I do think he needs different entrance music. It don't hit hard. And I think to be like a cool baby face, you kind of need entrance music that hits hard in my view. So when they hear it, the crowd erupts, right? The glass breaking, the sirens for the hitman, like, you know, sexy boy, like, you know, if you smell, you need those things to hit. And I think if you do that, Razor Ramon, like cool entrance music, especially for a baby face, immediately gets the audience to react. And the Wale song ain't hitting hard enough, bro. I'm, I'm just keeping it a bean. It isn't. Now, once it picks up, it's like, then he was like, yeah, I'm like, nah, man, give let him get that pop. Let him get that crazy, crazy ass pop. Let him get that. He, especially if he's supposed to be the top guy, air quotes that I'm using there on Raw, then please. Like even, even with Drew, I mean, even though he didn't really change his theme once he turned, he like, 
But hey, when them bagpipes go, you know what it is. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, like you knew what it was. It's like, all right, here we go. Um, so I hope they can continue to use them well and, and maybe give them better theme music. I agree. I listen to all that is really, and again, they're friends. I think he, you know, I, yeah. I'm, if I had to, if I had to imagine, I'm sure you had to jump through a few hoops to personally get, oh, easy. Uh, oh, easily. get this easily. Uh, music entrance. So I don't, so I think it's his choice. I don't think he wants to switch it, but I agree. Yeah, again, I do like the, again, even like the, the way they finish raw, the way they close it out with, uh, uh, Biggie giving a big end to Kevin Owens. I like it, man. They're make they're giving the Biggie a little edge, which is has been consistent. What they have been saying him over the years. This guy has all the potential if he just stops, you know, messing around. Uh, he won the title being himself. That's been part of his promise recently. But now with everybody, you know, when you're a champ, you have a target on your back from everybody. Boom! Now he's getting a little bit of an edge. You're not gonna stab me in the back. I'm gonna hit you first. I like yeah, love the the, the the what they're doing with the main event scene over there on Raw. You look like you have more news. No, no. I, well, also keep in mind, you know, Kevin Owens kind of like he he attacked Kofi and all this. Like, yeah, man, I saw I saw what you did to my homies. I know how you get down. Oh yeah, yeah, I no, there's kinda, definitely yeah, it's like there's precedent for that. Yeah, but yeah, I mean, yeah, we should probably keep the train rolling here. Yeah, one last thing about Raw. Uh, yeah, just really quickly, Chad Gable, Finn Balor, ten minute match. Excellent match. Awesome. Excellent. Ex loved everything about it. Again, when you and again, I knew I was like, oh, Finn Balor versus Chad Gable, I can watch that anytime. Uh, that's how you that's how you make someone lose. And they still look great. They don't lose like Chad lost, but he won. Like it's so. And again, I'm, I'm if I had to bet money, I'd be like, oh, that was Finn. Oh, that, 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 that was Finn. You I'm know sure. what I'm saying? So. So, yeah, I, I love that. I, that. I had so much fun with it. Yeah, just wanted to give him a quick shout out because it was excellent. Yes. Excellent match, and it's easy for that to get lost in the shuffle uh, from everything we talked about. Let's move on really quickly. Uh, NXT, not much happening there. Io Shirai is still there, thank God. Uh, Io versus Mandy, I think uh, we will get the be- another best Mandy Rhodes match we've ever seen. Yep. Uh, because Io Shirai is excellent, please get her to the main roster uh, soon. I know you. Please do not, do roster. not. I don't, I don't want Vince to. I don't want Vince to ever see her. No. Not, I know he's already looking. Uh, nah, nah, man, nah, man. Look what he did to my girl Tony Storm, man. I don't even seeing people. He see, he sees that he, nah, he get, he's he. She sure did everything. Yeah, I, I hope. Listen, she needs to be on the main roster. The your your SmackDown division, women's division is paper thin, and uh, yeah, but why? But it doesn't like, matter. You got you have Charlotte. You don't need anything else. <laughs> I mean, you, well, you, I will say this. Perfect. I think I don't think we have too much to say about NXT, right? You you have anything you want to add? Yeah, no, not really. No. Okay, yeah, yeah. We're a little more pressed for time than we thought. But we're going to talk about oh Johnny Gargano, Champa. They might be running it back. That looks excellent. But speaking of Charlotte, uh, I like what they did, man. I like what the way they've been. They used Charlotte on SmackDown. That was the one kind of big uh, uh, segment that I popped for. I thought on SmackDown was the beginning, the first match between Shotzi and uh, and Charlotte. I thought you know we made Shotzi look good in defeat. Uh, and then, you know, there, there's worse ways you can make someone than going, you know, was it like 15 minutes with Charlotte Flair in a very contested match? She didn't tap either. She just, you know, got distracted. And then that's, that's, she beat the hell out of Sasha Banks. That's a good way to, you know, bring somebody up. So props to Spike yeah, yeah. the right thing here. Yeah, yeah, it was, that, was, that was interesting. Uh, yeah, it's good they didn't make her tap. Uh, Lord knows everyone else has to. But, uh, yeah, it was good in establishing her and then turning her heel quickly and then, uh, turning Sasha, I guess, back babyface. Um, that's that's cool. 
I just enjoy that. <laughs> yeah. I thought it was a good way yeah. to make somebody, right? You, yeah, you yeah. do no, need yeah. somebody. You have a paper thin division. You need to make. There's worse people to make them. But the black card, there's worse ways than doing it. I thought it was just a well done thing. On the otherwise, what I thought was really boring episode of SmackDown. Uh, top yeah, of they've, 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 they've had two. They've had two weeks of SmackDowns that I just did not enjoy. So, and this was one of them. The one they had prior to that, I was like, oh, it's just they're not. You know, they're just. You know, you you can't you can't have solid TV all the time. I guess. So, you know, but other than that, yeah, it was a very unremarkable SmackDown to, to me, especially like, you know, King of the Ring with, you know, King Xavier and all this other stuff. And it's like, oh, you're just going to put him right back in the tags. That's what's up. That's cool. That's fine. I, yeah, I, I can still watch. Listen, I'm not I'm yeah. not saying I'm not. I watch the Usos and New Day all day. It's fine. I'm just like, OK, well, we're doing all that. Too. OK, that's cool. And I get it. I see what's up. Yeah, gotta give something to pop the crowd, right? I mean, mm-hmm. listen, you know, uh, also so and then New Day, like I said, always. You sometimes you need that, man. Sometimes you just, you know, you you roll the script and it, and it's and it's nothing good. So, you know, go with the old reliable. Um, speaking, let's uh, move over to the competition. Let's move and talk about AEW. I thought Rampage was really good. Uh, they, again, as we meet you, I mean, it doesn't make us geniuses to have predicted this, but uh. Daniel Bryan was a really good signing for AEW. Yeah. Because, uh, yeah. That man just has not missed since he's been on the roster. Gave us probably the best Eddie Kingston match I've ever seen, I want to say, uh, yeah. on, on Rampage. I thought the first 20 minutes of Rampage was excellent. Excellent mm-hmm. match. Um, just perfect. Just two characters. If you want to distill two characters in a match without having them say a word, watch the match. Yeah. It's one guy who does not quit, who's an ass kicker, who can take a lot of punishment, and you will... He will either destroy you or you will have to like make him go to sleep. And the guy who, despite being, you know, all five foot seven is just one of the most dangerous strikers, grapplers in the world. Yeah, it was very, very good. Man, I love Eddie Kingston. <laughs> like, Eddie, and again, you know, a friend of mine said it best. He's like, hey, pro wrestling might be quote unquote fake, but Eddie Kingston is real. The man is so good and so compelling because he, and again, Daniel, Brian Danielson to his credit as well, but Eddie makes you believe, especially when he's in there with the right dance partner and everything like that. He gets you invested in things. He really like the match he had with Miro, that crowd. And they had me going for him. Oh man, he's going to become new TNT champion. And even in, in that match, I'm like, oh my, is he going to beat? Danielson you know what I'm saying like but I think the really really talented ones are able to pull that off I think uh you know uh Dustin Rhodes is also another prime example of this you know I knew when him and Danielson fought I was like there's gonna be a moment in that match where they're gonna make me think it might be possible because Dustin Rhodes is just that good um so yeah I thought I thought Rampage was really cool yeah sure I agree with you with the the world eliminator has been really really interesting uh let's say if there's been a development in the world in eliminator I think we want to talk about uh I was going to say it for later but let's talk about it now we might as well uh then go according to plan I think uh you uh pretty expertly booked uh how the way eliminator shoot went and I think was going to go before we got the news which was another big lead uh for the show that John Moxley has checked himself into a rehab uh, first, I want to say, obviously, you know, uh, on the off chance you'll hear this, he won't. Uh, is uh, you know, uh, I don't believe in thoughts or and prayers, but I am gonna, you know, keep you, we are going to keep you in good spirits, and uh, you know, uh, we are of m- millions of wrestling fans who wish nothing but the best for you, who are thankful for your work, and uh, want to see you get clean before you know anything uh, horrible happens. Uh, I hope you get clean for yourself and uh, for his family. Um, yeah. 
definitely hundred percent given where Moxley's come from, you know, in Cincinnati, Ohio, growing up in the shelters and stuff like that, really coming up from the mud, you know, um, Hey, you know, he made the right call for himself and for his family and uh, commend him for that. And I hope that, uh, you know, best of, of not luck, but, you know, best of growth to him in, in this regard and taking care of the things that he needs to take care of. And then of course, it, the wild thing about it is he's going to come back and be more over than he already is, which is going to be really cool. And then again, no matter what happens as it relates to whatever happens in that world title picture, he's in there because he's like, hey, man, I was in that thing. I ain't never lose to nobody. I had to go take care of this for my for my family and all this other stuff. But I'm back. Don't think, hey, still, he again, the way that AEW has always done that and has done that well with the Moxley character is that they've always said, I was screwed out of that world title. I should be world champion. So everything that he does now, whenever it happens, is he he has a he has a he has a shot of that. But now we have the very interesting situation where it's Miro versus Brian Danielson, and mm, 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 that one I cannot call. I'm rooting for Miro. I'm gonna keep it a beam with you. Um, but uh, yeah, I'm excited. That would be that would be excellent. I mean, you know, for what it's worth, back when they were known as uh, Rusev and Daniel Bryan, they had a pretty good match on SmackDown. And I think at that time it was one of Rusev's bigger wins. Uh, also came out of nowhere. Most people expected uh, Daniel Bryan to win. This was a Money in the Bank qualifier, I believe. So um, there would be a little bit of history repeating itself. I expect this match to be better. I thought they had a good match on SmackDown. I expect this to be a great match. Might be, again, the best match of Miro's career. That's what Daniel Bryan does. You know, having a match with Daniel Bryan, you might... Fuck around and have a best match of your life. Um, yeah. Very excited. Can't go wrong with either one. Uh, I, I love, I think they fit Miro perfectly. Some people can't complain. Let me point this out. We, I could complain. I could see him and be like, hey, it's a world title eliminator. You have the field of eight people based on the rankings. You should have moved on somebody else from the who lost in the first round that would make you more legit. You were legit. Sports Fuck all that. The Miro yeah, storyline right. fits perfectly into yeah. The whole, yep. you know, God, you know, praying to God, uh, you know, God, have you forsaken me? You have answered my prayers now yep. by putting me in the final of this tournament. This is exactly what I've been asking for. It fits like a glove. I, it, it's a great matchup. Dominant heel, build out baby face. I, you both, I believe, uh, I think uh, Dan Bryan is undefeated in uh, AW. Yep. Miro, of course, has one loss that he's trying to recover from. I do think based on that, uh, I think Miro will take this. I think it makes more sense for the character. You don't want to have him have two losses kind of back-to-back. Um, the one criticism I have of the way they've done is he should have just destroyed Orange Cassidy. Yeah. Uh, especially injured one. I don't think they should have been as close of a match as it was, but it's a minor gripe. Um, I think they, again, I think this is one of the matches I'm definitely looking forward to full gear, which we'll preview next week. Yeah, it's, it's going to be really, really cool. And I don't, I, I think we should sort of bring this up because we forgot to. Again, with Eddie Kingston, and this was my fault, I forgot to bring it up. He makes you believe uh, he was upset backstage, had a legitimate gripe about being up. Now, again, why'd they stop the match? Well, you passed out. But you know what I'm saying? But like, again, he's so hot-blooded, and then he has that confrontation with CM Punk. And who, and who knows where that's going to go? And that's going to be addressed on Rampage. The little things, the little, little things. And I remember seeing that and I loved it so much uh, because one, he makes you believe and it felt so authentic and organic and real. It was very uh, UWF Mid-South, like very sports based. And it's like, OK, I have a gripe. And then we run into each other here. And then it's like, well, let's talk about it on Friday. So now you have something to look forward to there. So I think that's really cool. 
I puffed really hard when uh, when CM Punk of all those people went, "Hey, that was a really unprofessional of you." Yeah, I, that, that made me personal. Very, yeah. very hard. Um, I'm disappointed in you. <laughs> I'm disappointed in you. That's right. Um, looking yeah. forward again. Two of the best guys. A little uh, personally disappointed in that fact that the this uh, few if it goes the way I expect to go, and there will be a match of full gear. Uh, they only had given what ten days to promote when the two of the best guys on the mic. Uh, so you don't need to give them more time. I just want them to have more time so we can listen to their promos because they're, like I said, sure. two of the best sure. guys on there. But um, again, excited for the feud and uh, excited for their, what I'm assuming is going to be a match at Full Gear as well. Uh, anything else you want to cover from AEW uh, this week? I think, again, overall, Rampage was meh this week. Um, if we were to cover most other things, it wouldn't be in a positive light. I do not know if. How negative we want to get after all the talk about releases? I mean, woo! I don't know, man. We can't. We we started off kind of strong with awful news, <laughs> you know. Yeah, what I mean? yeah no. Listen, I but, don't wanna, but you know, but yeah. but you but you know me. I can stay in the darkness. <laughs> I, I can stay <laughs> I in the darkness. Well, I'll, I'll, nah, man. We can, I, we, again, we're going to preview uh, uh, full gear next week, and I think we can both let all our thoughts out. I I think AW. I think it's a mixed bag, which is. Unusual for AW, uh, but we'll see. Maybe they will deliver uh, programs in the next, you know, couple of the next week. They will make me change my mind. Um, so without further ado, uh, unless do we have anything else you want to discuss, or we just do our match of the week and uh, get uh, out of here? I think we can do the match of the week, baby. Let's do it, sir. Please go first. My match of the week is from MLW, and it is the unification match between Alexander Hammerstone and Jacob Fatu of Contra. Uh, if you're not familiar with the MLW product, uh, give them a look. I really like them. They're on YouTube. They have really, really great stuff. This was actually just I, I thought this was a wild and fun match. Um I thought the build for the match, even if you knew nothing about these two individuals, the way they built it and presented it made it feel like a big fight situation. It was really, really cool to see. It was easily, I think, Alexander Hammerstone's best match, even though he got hurt about three quarters of the way through it, gutted out like, like a G. Um, and it's really cool. I mean, it was title for title. It was the MLW uh, National Open Weight Championship, which is a really cool name and a really cool looking title that Alexander Hamilton has held for over two years since its inception. And Jacob Fatu, the longest reigning MLW champion in about two years. So it was like kind of everything on the line. Jacob Fatu is for the record, the most talented member of the NOA family in the ring by far. And you'll see it in the match. Some of this stuff he doesn't need to do, but ain't nobody bet. Ain't nobody in that family seeing that man. He is the best of them. In ring, ain't nobody better than that dude. Because In that family. In that family, ain't nobody. That dude is wild. He is. He's better one than your boy days, Roman. I, I just want He's better than your boy Roman. Except this. Can we just do one week? He's better than your boy. He's better than your boy. Also, Cody so. lost to Andrade, is, which is cool. I, 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 think, I think Roman's... Uh, what, what he does to make the fight look real and uh, and the slow pace and wrestling as a heel, etc. I think he does a little bit better. I would give him that he's more athletic and certainly he's got a more varied moveset. But that's not what we'll, we'll talk about the other time. Either way, it's an excellent match. One Again, just go one week without taking a shot at Roman Reigns, sir. That's all we ask. And, but uh, all of my uh, shots. And my WWE okay, headquarters. See, 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 what, see, here's the thing. You say shot, I am just being correct. That's all. You say shot, I'm just being correct. And that's how that, I mean, I, I'm not lying. I'm just saying the truth. 
listen, we want to get and this. Sometimes the truth can feel like a criticism, but I say good things about him. I do. <laughs> <laughs> you just you just don't go out of your way to say him. Uh, my match of the week is... Because everyone else does. Why do I got to do that? <laughs> Fair enough. My match of the week is uh, it's on NWA. It's on Pod Productions LLC YouTube account. It is an NWA Empire match. That took place uh, in, I don't know when it took place, to be quite honest with you. It's an exhibition match that I found when I was wondering, hey, these two guys were on the same roster forever. How come they never fought? Turns out they did. This is a match between Brian Danielson against Fergal Devitt. Oh, yeah. An excellent match. Uh, I I wish I could find more information about it. I'm sorry. I do not have it. All I can tell you is it's in the bingo hall or a high school uh, gym. With maybe 50 people in the audience, this was uh, a world title eliminator that they put together, uh, and this was just again the many people's people's first look at at Mr. Fergal David, who is now better known as Finn Balor. By the way, great WWE, excellent name change. Um, and uh, of course, they're familiar with Brian Danielson, who is going by American Dragon. You can hear 50 people so in the audience, fully behind and yelling his name. Uh, I thought they put together a very good match, very technical, uh, very European-style match, which is not surprising. That's how Brian Danielson used to wrestle. Lots of holds, lots of submissions. Mm-hmm. The match does end in a submission, not surprisingly. Completely different uh, from the way, uh, I'm just going to say, Finn wrestles now. Nine years explosives. There is no, you know, no, uh, no shotgun drop kicks. There is no sling blades. Uh, there is no reverse DDTs. Just, again, very kind of, uh, mad-based offense, but it's an excellent match that gets uh, this, you know, the 50 people still in the crowd very well into it. I highly, highly recommend you check it out because chances are you have not. So that yes. is a match. It's an excellent match. You guys should definitely check it out. Also, I forgot to mention the uh, My Match of the Week can be found on MLW's YouTube page. So, yeah, that's where you're going to see that at. We will. I'm going to say it now, so we'll actually do it. I will put both links in the description of the episode. Excellent idea, Mike. See that best wrestling That's, podcast. Listen, it only takes us. You took us thirty-one episodes, but we're getting good at this podcasting. <laughs> yeah, Ladies right. and gentlemen, thank you so much for being with us. Uh, again, to all the talent being released, I uh, again we cannot express how much we want you guys to keep wrestling and keep earning a paychecks from this. Uh, to John Moxley, I hope again. I hope uh, uh, wish you all the best. Uh, and I hope uh, in your recovery, and that we have no doubt that you will come back bigger and better than ever. Yes, guys, thank you so much for listening. Stay safe and take care of yourselves and each other. Peace.